Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. We got a big show today, D'Anthony. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my groin. Um, do you have bones? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I thought you had a thorax. No, I don't have a thorax anymore. I got rid of it. I got rid of it on the Mm. side of the road. It was a van down (laughs) in Mexico, and I had it taken out and removed. We've got Savannah Hernandez here with one N. One N, thank you. Well, there's actually two. Well. Two if you don't know how to spell and can't uh, follow basic directions. No, I mean like in the full name. Oh. Yeah, in the full name. Actually, that is true, yeah. Savannah Hernandez, and it says... Sav with with one N here. On Perfect. Thing. Just and call me Sav. Easy. Is that it? Is that your Asian name? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm trying to you know make my name more white so you can pronounce it correctly. Mm. There you go. Thank you guys. Yeah, Savannah wasn't quite white enough. I know. No, I know. I know. I know. It wasn't. Know. Welcome to the program here. Uh, wild wild times that are happening here. Uh, <laughs> there's so much to cover with you. I guess we'll start with uh, January 6th first. Okay, perfect. Let's jump straight into it. Let's, I mean, let's really go into it because, uh, as you know, you and I were chatting just before we went on air about this uh, Liberty Safe mm-hmm. story here. I did not know this was even a thing. Um, not so safe, huh? No, not so safe at all here. So uh, whose place was this? Was this Tariq, that guy, Tariq, or whatever the fuck his name was? Um, no, it was another guy. Another guy from January 6th? Yeah. Um, so we've all seen the footage. Bob, you can pull it up on Twitter there of, uh, of the cars pulling up to raid this guy's house. And it turns out that uh, America's top gun safe manufacturer, uh, Liberty Safe, gave the FBI an access code to a safe owned by someone who was present at the January 6th <laughs> protest, which you were also there. So was it your safe or no? Uh, No, but yeah, you know, it was really funny to me because I was at January 6th, right? And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts about that was the media's response afterwards, the ones that were in the Capitol building that were like, oh my gosh, I had PTSD because it was just so horrific. And I was like, bro, you know, I was actually outside getting tear gas with the people. There were flashbangs going off. It was pretty crazy out there. I mean, it was like essentially kind of like a riot outside, not as violent as BLM, granted, because I was at those riots as well. Mm. Uh, But I mean, the fact that we still had the proceedings continue on that later that same day just goes to show how it wasn't really an insurrection. It really, really wasn't that violent. And to see this entire narrative form has been absolutely crazy because I was there, right? Like I'm on the ground. There was no service that day because there were thousands of people there. And so seeing it happen with my own two eyes, which, you know, naturally I was like, this is kind of wild, but we're really going into the Capitol. Okay. And then afterwards, a couple hours later, seeing how the media was already forming this terroristic narrative immediately was so crazy. And you know what? The past... Just honestly, since Donald Trump has gotten into office and seeing how the media and how history has been written and rewritten before our very eyes so many times has been absolutely insane to Mm. me. It's wild um, because we were live on air that day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was our guest that day? Do you remember? Um, It was uh, that ginger from Bro Bible. From Barstool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's over at Barstool Can't now. Uh, Francis Ellis is yeah, his name. Right. Yes. I love Francis <laughs> Ellis. I apologize, Francis. Um, but we were live on air and um, we had it on, you know, you see the screens in front of you. Yeah, here, you're like, and just you like see live all the boxes watching it. And yeah. Yeah, yes. 
So it was on in one of the like the smaller boxes down there, and mm-hmm. we had the guest on Zoom right there. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. This is really starting to escalate. This is what I'm thinking in my mind, right? I'm yeah, like, that was me on the ground. I was like, oh, oh, we're real, oh, we're really going in here. Okay, yeah. All right, I wasn't expecting this. And so finally, I said, hey, dude, um, because he could tell that I was like kind of off uh, uh-huh. by a, a half a second on some questions. Right. Finally, I just had to stop, and I was like, hey, dude, it appears as if uh, if they're maybe going to burn down the Capitol, right? <laughs> and as we're watching yeah. this go on, because it's just smoke and, and kind of crazy shit, and there was only. One camera angle, basically, that had it, and it was uh-huh. like a wide, and it looked like it was from uh, like a stand. It looked like a like a Woodstock shot where you were just like, "All right, we're Bird's just going to see you. the stage." Yes, yeah, that's exactly. exactly what it was. And I told him live on air, and I go, "Hey, dude," and he goes, "What?" And he goes, "That's not real." And I go, "No, no, no that's really going down." And he goes, yeah. "Oh shit!" So he starts watching it on his screen, so I can see him. He can see us. We're both kind of watching this unfold. Finally, mid show, he just goes. Hey guys, I I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta do some content for Bro Bible because he's working <laughs> yeah. for Bro Bible he's at like, the Look, time. This is great and all, but uh, this is kind of historic, and I gotta go. I know, and so Danthy and I stayed on air for I think close to six hours, um, and just went live on YouTube with it. Yeah. Now this and this will feed into what you were just saying about the media controlling the narrative and everything else. Mm-hmm. After we went off air, they killed the show on YouTube. They spiked it all together. <laughs> although we were just showing. Footage from C-SPAN at that point, right? Because that's kind of like all that had it, and the the reasoning was uh, in the email that we got from YouTube was that it was violence, oh, and we were inciting violence and, and everything else. And I was like, no, we we were just showing what was happening, same as any other news organization. Although we aren't news, we were just opinions. But I think it was because Dan and I were laughing so hard. Uh, we had a really, I love that. and I know you were there and yeah. I apologize for saying this to you, but Dan and I were laughing so hard live on air because mm-hmm. it seemed funny. It didn't seem as violent as people were making it out it to wasn't. be. It wasn't. I was there on the ground. And again, probably the most violent period that I experienced was being tear gassed by the freaking police there. And they were just going ham. Okay. And so I'm sitting on the Capitol steps because I was up in the scaffolding where the press were supposed to be mm-hmm. for the inauguration. Like I climbed up mm-hmm. there because as a journalist, I had to get the good shot. Right. So yeah. I have this incredible shot of everyone breaking through the police as they start like going into and storming the Capitol. Um, but to get that shot, I got violently tear gassed by the feds, which wasn't super fun. And I just remember sitting there and being like, okay, I can't freak out right now because nobody's coming to save me. And if I have a panic attack because I can't breathe, mm. but, oh, well. So I just had to like kind of sit there, breathe through it. And I was fine. I was surveying, uh, you know, what was going on. And I, one of the things that I always like to bring up to in regards to January 6th was there was a very big set- sentiment of of anger, you know, with the people there, like they really did feel like the last person in office that truly represented their voice was being ousted, was being pushed out. They felt that their voice was no longer being represented. So there were a lot of people there that felt very disenfranchised, who wanted to have their voices heard. Let's not forget that as well, uh, BLM for an entire summer burned down this damn country uh, mm-hmm. unabated. The police go- went ahead and let them go free. Uh, let's not forget that small business owners were arrested because they had the audacity to protect their property from BLM looters. Let's not forget what happened in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse, again, uh, you know, goes and shoots violent BLM and the full force of the justice system is held against him. Meanwhile, all of these 
violent domestic terrorists because at this point that is what I'm calling Black Lives Matter and Antifa because I've been targeted and attacked by them. I have several friends who, again, we're journalists here. We're going out with an iPhone and we're like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And we're getting beat up for that because you are quote unquote not allowed to record. So it was this two-tier justice system. It was Donald Trump being ousted from office. It was a lot of tension and buildup. It was the COVID-19 lockdowns and Mm -hmm. that's what it amounted to was just a lot of really disenfranchised and angry Americans. And, uh, you know, I think that's something like that sentiment is lost on that day and so I like to remind people of like where people were at mindset wise that led us to that point Um, and now let's go back to what you said about the police when people were crossing the line were they crossing the line or were the gates opened up for them because unless you were there we don't really know and the footage that Dan and I were covering that day I couldn't tell. Um, now, obviously, you know, hindsight is, is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and, and we were able to see the footage later. Yeah. So it appears as if they just pulled the gates back or just let it open. When you were there, is that what you saw and what you thought immediately of like, oh, shit, they're just kind of letting these people go at this point? So there are specific narratives that have come out about January 6th, right, that people were just lit in and that people violently pushed their way in. And both things are actually true. Now, when they first approached the Capitol, keep in mind that the police were severely understaffed. National Guard was supposed to be there and they weren't. And so they were they were very understaffed. They were not prepared for that many people to go in there and be like, yeah, this is the people's building. We're coming in and we're taking it over. Yeah, I didn't hear too much about that at the uh, J6 committee hearings. Me neither, yeah. About you know, how multiple requests for additional law enforcement in the National Guard mm-hmm. were made and ignored, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, they wanted it to be severely understaffed and mm-hmm. for this to happen, but that's beside the point. So there were people that were pushing their way in, right? And But this was also simultaneously like a very much understaffing of police. There were police that were just like, yeah, F this, I'm over it, like whatever. Uh, you know, we're being overtaken right now. It, and then on the other side, because you have to keep in mind that there was like kind of the front and the back side of the building. Mm-hmm. I was on the back side of the Capitol building, not where they were letting people in because that did happen as well. We have seen video footage of that. I have friends who were on the ground who took that footage who were let in themselves because Capitol Police were just like, all right, go ahead, guys. Like, just please be respectful. Please be peaceful. Again, we saw that footage. All of us did. Not from the January 6th commission, of course. Um, So both narratives are true. Uh, There is truth to both things that happened. There were people that were being violent. They're trying to break windows. There were also Mm -hmm. feds in the crowd as well and Antifa members pretending to be Trump supporters in the crowd as well. Uh, But again, alongside people who would declare themselves patriots who were upset about the state of the United of our country at that point. So it was kind of this big amalgamation of everything being true. But what it's turned into was this horrific insurrection compared to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, a horrific, the most horrific day in history. It it was not that, you know, there was this guy, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. That said something to the effect of, uh, riots are the voice of the unheard right yeah Mm -hmm. now i heard that a lot in the summer of 2020 while blm and antifa were burning cities down causing two billion dollars worth of damage 30 or so deaths wait are you saying you've never uh, had to loot a louis vuitton to feed your family (laughs) well i don't know that's your white that's your white privilege you don't you don't know that inside that handbag there's not a loaf of bread yeah so true you gotta feed your family I know. They I were know. just that they needed the bag to put the food in, mm-hmm. and then they needed Naturally. the TV to watch while they were eating the food. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Can you fucking get on board with this already? My apologies. Yeah. This is. You're just. No wonder you're a felon. 
Yeah, it's crazy. You are goddamn a goddamn criminal. You were, you were a goddamn criminal. Usually I'm, I'm the biggest criminal in the what room. What can I say? What can I say? One. I know. Uh, with your friends, though, that were let in, what ended up happening to them then? Were they on trial? Are they in prison right now? Did they receive any sentences? Well, okay. That, Are you allowed to say? I am allowed to say because, again, a lot of this has become very public. And I would like to read uh, a tweet as well. I had I've been researching and following all this, and I'll just read it off so it's actually all correct in what I'm saying here. Um, but in regards to people that I know personally, I know independent journalists who are on the ground. And uh, keep in mind, we do have a First Amendment right in this country, right, to go out and to be journalists, to use our First uh, Amendment <coughs> to report on what's going on. And in the age of information, everyone has an iPhone, therefore Anybody can be a journalist, right? If you're out on the street right now, you see something crazy going off, you start filming something, boom, you're an independent journalist at that point. So there were a lot of people there that fell into like the independent journalism category that I am friends with. Like they're not tied to the mainstream, but they have big Twitter accounts. They have big followings. We have national networks reach out to us for our footage and that's what they do. But if you didn't have the federal press credential to give you the permission to be there to report, that's when the feds came after you. I did have one friend who went into the Capitol building and he luckily had that federal press credential. So the feds tried to come after him. Eric Swalwell actually called for him to be arrested. You're talking about that dude that bangs Chinese spies, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And... So we did see a very real targeting of the journalists who were on the ground. And I mean, even to this day, like it goes through my mind, should I stop repeating that I was at January 6th? And I think the reason why the feds never came after me is because I was actually banned on Twitter at that time. Um, during 2020, you didn't have I, any sweet selfies to post. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, when you're banned, where do the selfies go that you can't? Like you're not going on social media, just you don't chat. have it. Uh, my my Jacob Chansley selfie, the FBI is looking at it in the iCloud right now, you know? <laughs> it's not on social media for the world to see. Um, but I think that's kind. Of, that was my saving grace. But I also had the press credential. Um, oh, you did? That was, that was going to be my next question. So you did have the press I credential? I did have the okay. press credential. And the interesting part about that, too, was uh, the cops were lined up, and I was standing very close to them, and they were like, hey, back up. And I did flash the press credential to them, and I was like, hey, I'm a journalist. I'm here just trying to record. And they they were actually like, all right, you're good. So they did respect that. But again, we did see the federal government, like the full force of Biden's DOJ right now coming forth and targeting people who were there just trying to document what was going on. Um, I know several journalists who have been afraid to come out and even say that they were there. People don't want to release any more footage because they don't want to be a part of giving more content to the feds to, to go after innocent Americans who were there waving a damn American flag. Right. And, and that'll go back to w what I was saying at the top of the show about Liberty Safe in January 6th. I mean, here we are uh, <clears throat> roughly three years later, and they're still raiding people's houses and today. asking for, I mean, today, this went on today yeah. that this got released and, uh, and that Liberty Safe had gave up the access code to somebody safe who was there at January 6th. I don't know what they're Hoping Actually, for and can I add? Of it's for a misdemeanor warrant too, which by can, the way, yeah, can you explain that? Uh, yeah, it was a misdemeanor search. W but what does that mean exactly? Um, uh, it means that do you remember when the federal government tried to get Apple to give it encryption codes and jailbreak people's phones? And oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they told the federal government to go fuck themselves. Yeah, you you have the right to do that as a private company. Like you're under no Got obligation it. to provide this shit. Uh, and I think even. <clears throat> Maybe more concerning than that is the fact that Liberty Safe man maintains master codes. So if you're 
anybody with access at that company Liberty Safe, then you have access to the contents of any Liberty Safe that exists. Right? Jesus Christ. Um, but the reason that Liberty Safe did that, my my take is because, and this isn't public information, but I don't give a shit. Um, they got a huge DOD contract because they're the only safe that is EMP rated. Oh, look at that. Wait, what's EMP rated? I don't Electromagnetic know. pulse. So if there's a, oh. if there's a nuke or, or a, a pinch, like an EMP that goes off, your electronics inside will not be damaged. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I want to so add to your, your story, too, because um, this is the same guy. I saw this tweet on Monday. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Hodge twins, but they were the initial ones. They've been on the show the... numerous times, yes. Perfect. So apparently it was their friend. His name is Nathan Hughes. He's from Arkansas. He was raided by the FBI, arrested at gunpoint. His girlfriend, who just had a miscarriage, held at gunpoint, handcuffed, and uh, they basically flipped his house upside down. And then, you know, you have the whole Liberty gun mm. safe issue um, coming into this as well. And then I want to focus in on this part. Uh, he is being charged with crimes related to J6. He didn't assault anyone and he didn't vandalize anything. He's being labeled a domestic terrorist in a traitorous country by woke leftists and the media. And I really... I really think it's so important for us to, again, focus in on highlight that these are nonviolent and they were peaceful January Sixers, which the majority of the people at January 6th were. And it's like this is the full force of the government going against this guy who was nonviolently demonstrating, standing around at the Capitol, potentially let in, maybe even standing outside of the Capitol. Who knows where he was even at location wise? Boom. Feds are going in, holding him at gunpoint and cuffing him, going through his personal property. Three years later. Three years I mean, later. It, this is a long time. It's not like it was a week later, two weeks later. We're three weeks later at this point. The trials are still going on. I think the uh, the Tariq guy, uh, or Enrique, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. He got uh, 22 years last mm-hmm. night. Um, that was his sentence during this. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people are thinking if Trump gets reelected that he'll give all these people pardons. Yeah. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, the one that uh, maybe you could shed some light on is the, the QAnon shaman. Uh, I believe he's supposed to come on at the end of the month. I haven't looked at the schedule nice. yet. Uh, but with that, he was magically sentenced to four years. And now that is gone once Tucker Carlson released the, yeah. the tapes. It's so ridiculous to me that the January 6th commission that was created to get to the bottom of January 6th withheld footage that would have exonerated this man. So he's rotting in prison. And then we've seen no due process for these January 6ers. Like the conditions they're being held in in these jails is absolutely abhorrent. And this has been, like you said, going on for the past three years. There have been four uh, known suicides, I believe two others as well, that they can't necessarily corroborate to January 6th but four known suicides inside the jails no of january sixers who were just told by the federal government like hey we're putting you in jail and we're deeming you a domestic terrorist (coughs) so these people haven't even been arrested yet but it was like the pressure of the feds coming after them ruining their lives labeling them them domestic terrorists like these are real world americans who are suffering and again it's like oh yeah biden's doj is corrupt they're running rampant there's a two-tier justice system in this country and It's just so frustrating to me because it's getting progressively worse. But to be honest, it's like we can't actually talk about how you fix these types of issues because the entire basis of how this country got started, the 1776 mentality is now domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. Well, it was domestic terrorism then, too. Yeah, Yeah. true. Yeah. So I look, I don't think anything's going to change unless you get somebody else in there. But but who knows at this point? Mm -hmm. Um, Because going back to it, you know, with January 6th, people didn't believe that the elections were safe. They believe they were stolen and, uh, and everything else. I wasn't sure at the time. Yeah. 
um, because it was, to me, January 6th was so close to the election and it went on for, what, two or three weeks mm -hmm. before they finally declared Biden the winner. Yeah. You know, they, they called it off, uh, what, 2 a.m.? I thought Biden was going down to make a concession speech. He was not. He was saying, hey, we're going to wait for these mail-in ballots. See, and else? it was so weird, too, because the media for weeks beforehand, for months beforehand, was putting out articles saying don't expect the election results on election night when... Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. When at, at what point in history has that ever been how our election cycle run? 2000 was the only 2000 time. 2000 is the only time, yeah, with the hanging chats in, uh, in Florida. <laughs> um, that's the only time that I can personally remember it. Mm -hmm. uh, and even then, that took, you know, a few weeks down there, but they figured it out. Yeah. Um, even Pennsylvania and the states that, uh, that had problems or issues in 2016 mm -hmm. or in the 2018 midterms eventually figured it out, except yeah. for Arizona. Nevada didn't figure it out in this last election, which Michigan is why Michigan figure figured it out. It out. Yeah. So Pennsylvania didn't in this election. Uh, Georgia they figured out in the Fetterman one, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh, hey, gosh. The, the dumbest state in the, in the country just decided, yeah, that's the guy we, we need to put in there. That's fine. You know what was funny is shortly after or shortly before Fetterman got elected, I had gone to Kensington Avenue to go report on uh, the drug crisis in Philadelphia. And I was like, yeah, it, it makes sense that Pennsylvania elected that person to be their senator because this entire state and city is just absolutely effed. Mm. It, it wasn't though at one point. Like shit. It's disgusting over there. We've been uh, well, Kensington has always been fucked. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's probably not but going yeah, to change. No, it's not. Yeah. And, you know, there's good spots in Philly, but that ain't one of them. Yeah. There's good look, there's good people <clears throat> on both sides. No, um, there's like, not. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect. Um but but uh you know, with the, the elections and everything that, that is that has happened, it feels like we're headed towards the same thing now. Uh, where it appears as if we're all masking up. Jill Biden just got fucking COVID oh again. Gosh. She had to make an announcement. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden was wearing a mask as, as of yesterday. It feels like we're heading towards the same pattern of like, hey, guys, get ready for these mail-in ballots. It's going to be a long election because COVID's coming back and everything else is coming mm -hmm. back. Do you think he shit his pants yesterday? Great question, man. I think he made a poopy, I to be honest, because he made – he like – for almost forgets to salute the guy, and then he sees him saluting. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the president. I forgot." Yeah. And then he just walks the fuck out. Did you see this? Footage? Like past the joint. Of course, Chiefs, I saw this footage. Word. And it's funny because Karine Jean Pierre came out today, and she was just like, "Well, he just did that because like he might have COVID, so he had to leave really fast." And that's our press secretary. She's a freaking idiot. Oh, she's the dumbest person alive. Uh, it's, it's a diversity hire that didn't work out. Um, oh, is gosh. What, what she is. Yeah, yeah. Her and Kamala, it's like you're making all women and brown people look horrible. And you're brown too. I know, it's That's sad. Like I'm a brown in. woman. Yeah, you're, you're lumped into That's, that crowd. Those are my people. Uh, Bob, play that footage. Play the clip of uh, the Medal of Honor of him just walking right the fuck out of the room. To me, by the way, because you brought it up after the show yesterday, because we didn't catch it in time. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I'd watched it when I got home last night. Here's what it felt like to me. It felt like a guy who didn't know where he was, what was going on, what the circumstances were. It felt like an old man who was lost and it felt like he had dementia and you just didn't know where he was and just walk right the fuck out of a building. I don't like the COVID story doesn't track yeah. to me at no, all. No, it doesn't. It's an excuse. Here, here it is on screen. If you think you have COVID, why do it to a guy you're about to give? Yeah, a fucking 90-year-old Vietnam veteran. The last person. Yeah. And then he just, boom, walks out of there. Look at this. He's like, I'm out. Bye. He's like, oh, I got a reservation. I'm tired of pretending I care about America. But even look at Goodbye. the shocked look on her face. They don't know what is going on. And this poor asshole is just stuck on stage <laughs> by himself. Oh, no. Ugh. 
He doesn't even have a mic or anything. There's nobody Nothing. out there. He's just standing there. Yeah. No, and nobody yeah. knows what to tell him. And now he's stuck there. I didn't even see his face afterwards. This yeah. almost makes it more heartbreaking. It, it does. So I watched, this is the exact video I watched last night when I got home. And I was like. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me for the benediction. <laughs> he just walked out before the closing Most prayer. Most holy God, we thank you. And he's a, he's a super, super Catholic, uh, allegedly. And he just walked out right before the prayer. He was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm all good. Yeah. I got to get out of here. I think here. the only thing Catholic about him is that he sniffs little kids, frankly. <laughs> true. Could Very be. true. Could be. But uh, it feels like we're setting up for this. Um, the problem is, I don't know that he lives. Like, seeing what we saw, mm-hmm. I don't know that he lives to make it to the next election, let alone... Uh, what they would do to get him there, because it, we'll go back to what I said about Fetterman. They clearly knew what the fuck was wrong with him. Mm. And they were like, hey, let's just get you through this election. Whatever happens, happens at that yeah, point. Yeah. And then we can get somebody else in there that we want, or your wife, or, or however we're going to do this. It feels the same way with him, where, where everybody on the Democratic side is just like, oh, shit, dude. How do we get him through this, get this election done, and then figure it out from there? Well, it's even interesting to me that they are pretending that he is going to run again in 2024. Mm, yeah. seems and, unlikely that he's even alive then. Exactly. I mean, you know, him being in office right now, it's so clear to Americans, and I'm pretty sure more clear to our foreign adversaries, other, you know, world powers, that Biden has no idea what he's doing, that he's ineffective, that he truly doesn't care about the people, that he's not the one running the show in any way, shape, or form. I mean, even with the face mask thing today, there was another clip that came out and he was like, oh, I'm not wearing my face mask. Don't tell them that I didn't put it on before I came in here. And it's like, who is they? Who is Who are the people that are telling you to read off of these note cards and put your face mask on and do the LGBTQ diversity bullshit day? Who, who is they that is doing that? We all know that it's Biden not running things. And it's so interesting to me that Democrats haven't announced anybody yet for 2024. And it's like, you know, people keep saying Gavin Newsom. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Even Californians hate Gavin Newsom. People look at California. They see the economy over there. Not the best spot. I mean, a lot of people have fleed that state for a specific reason. I I think it's you have to live there. And this is what I said about DeSantis in Florida. Because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, before the show, we were talking about how many times, you know, Dan and I have personally been to Florida this year. Yeah. It, it just that place is thriving. Every city is is yeah. getting better and better over there. Even the cities that I didn't like, like St. Pete and Tampa. Like, mm-hmm. man, you would really had to twist my arm to go to, to Tampa or St. Pete back in the day. Now yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. Everything is great. Uh-huh. Housing prices are through the roof and all this other. Like, it, it's exactly where it should be. And if every state was like that, great. It, it would be a, a fantastic time. Yeah. But unless you live there and got to see it, then you're just looking at this doofus on stage who can't drink a beer bottle. I didn't just see the beer bottle footage where he's just kind of deep-throating it. DeSantis. No. DeSantis, he's very awkward <laughs> as a human being. Yeah, he is. He doesn't have the charisma. And it's it's so funny, too, because like I finally jumped into the politics conversation. Mm. I still feel like it's early. We're not even a year out yet. But it's already started because of the indictments of Trump that kind of like expedited the conversation of like, okay, who is the front runner for the GOP? A lot of people rallying around Trump. And it's funny because people get so mad that I was like, look, the, the candidate is clearly Trump. It's not DeSantis. And they were like, no, DeSantis is great. And I'm like, he doesn't have the charisma. I'm 
sorry. He can't command the attention that Donald Trump can. He can't command a room like Donald Trump can. Like, you do have to have this sort of charisma. You do have to be able to garner headlines. And I feel like DeSantis is a great governor. Yep. Incredible governor. But he is not ready to be president. But And so I'll flip it to, to Gavin Newsom, right? Uh-huh. Unless you live in California, which I did. You know, I lived there for 15 years yeah. and saw what a, a rapid decline mm-hmm. that state is is in and, and was in to get me and my family out of there because it fucking sucks. Yeah. And it's a hellhole because of him. Unless you live there, you don't know it. And when you put him on TV, he has the looks. He has the, the, the orating skills to go on these talk shows and do all the things. He's supposed to have still a debate with DeSantis mm-hmm. on Fox News with Hannity. Um, which is still scheduled. It's it's weird as shit to me. Yeah, yeah why, especially when you're not the candidate. Why is unclear? Yeah, to be honest, it is. Um, but he's got the it, skills. It almost, you know what it feels like? It feels like uh, UCF calling themselves the national champions in 2017. They were. I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that, Delco. I mean, we don't call ourselves. We're just going off uh, the Coley matrix. It's in the record book. So <laughs> sure, and it's also inside the stadium, which we saw last week. We had we'll a Disney World that parade. That so yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other teams that have had that. Exactly, not a lot, uh, or every team. Um, but I think Gavin Newsom to Gen Pop, who doesn't live in California, uh-huh. it looks like the bill and it fits the bill of, of the Democratic candidates. And uh, unless you're there, you don't care. And the, the oddest thing to me is even the people that are still there, which I can't believe you're still there, yeah. seem to not give a shit that their, their cities and towns are losing all their stores. People are shitting in the streets. The you know violence and robberies, all that stuff is up, and nobody cares that lives there. It's just kind of like, oh, well, we're just going to turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. We just won't go to that Whole Foods anymore. Oh well, they shut down all the department stores in Beverly Hills yesterday, so maybe they're going to start. Paying Did they really? No yeah, I way. saw that too. They're all boarded up, and mm-hmm. it's all ugly. No and in shit. San Francisco too. What they they just had like a historic. What was it like Nordstrom or something? There was like some Nordstrom. historic. Yes, it was Nordstrom. It's gone. Sto- yeah, it, they closed down. San Francisco's a mess. And- Eighty five stores now in San Francisco alone are closed down. You're talking about Starbucks, Best Buy, Nordstrom. It's not just you know the big flashy stores anymore. Yep. It's the little stores. Like what are you stealing at a Starbucks? I like those natural sugar, the raw sugar and the brown packet. Oh, yeah, those are nice. Those are nice. Yeah. You I mean, go you in can, there and fill it up. You can get 6,000 <laughs> of them on Amazon for $10, but it's a lot easier to fucking smash some hippie's head in and take it from them. It sure is. Get it from Starbucks for free. Mm. Easy, yeah. Easy. <clears throat> uh, but have you, you know been what? there in a while? Because we haven't. San Francisco? Yeah. Yes. Um, so the drug and homeless crisis is something I really like to focus in on just because mm-hmm. American decline, the slow rot of our culture of, you know, America as a whole is something that's really interesting to me. And it's so crazy to me that you can go to San Francisco and you can watch somebody shoot up heroin in front of a cop and the cops just like, yeah, that's just a thing that happened. I remember being in San Francisco and I was like, hey, I'm not from here. Uh, I'm filming. I'm a journalist. You know, as a police officer, do you have any tips so I don't get hurt? And he was just like, look, there's really not much we can do for you. So just don't get robbed. If you have a camera out, uh, a lot of people will come drive by, rob you of your camera and drive away. So just be careful. And that was the police's response to me being like, how safe is your city? And they were just like, good luck. 
Yeah. And so that's the state of California, or San Francisco. Uh, like you said, people are... LA is the same way, I can tell you that. Yeah, LA is disgusting. I actually walked uh, through downtown LA for the first time in my life like three months ago, and it you go to Skid smelled Row? horrible. I mean, yes, I've been to Skid Row previously, but I was just in downtown LA. Okay. Like, not even near Skid Row, just downtown LA. It was disgusting. It stinks. Uh, you have homeless people everywhere. And the way that I view this is like America, uh, the first world country shouldn't look like this. A first world country shouldn't be okay with people rotting in the streets again going back to philly and san francisco they had their needle exchange programs in, in san fran i actually spoke with a former drug addict because i actually like talking to the people who uh, you know have been directly impacted by the democratic policy that's been passed and so he was telling me yeah the harm reduction is horrible uh, let me go show you what we can get he walks into a harm reduction center he comes out with a bag and there's a box of 100 clean needles they have a one of those like rubber bands so you can wrap your arms so you can shoot up easier they put vitamin c in there so that you can dissolve your heroin easier mm. they have a, a, a they had a glass pipe they had anything you need to smoke any type of drug that you wanted there was no type of research source for addiction help nothing like that and so he was like this is what it the the taxpayers dollars are going towards in san francisco and these types of programs are all over the united states uh, when i went to philly i talked to another drug addict and he himself was very honest he was like yeah if you go in here and you would turn in one clean needle they'll give you two free ones uh two clean ones back for free and they'll give you this kit they'll give you free tents free food why wouldn't you do drugs on the street you're kind of making me want to go there now. I mean, if we're getting free drugs, <laughs> yeah, free, now you're speaking you know? our language. The drugs <laughs> aren't free. Everything else is. Just you want free drugs, oh, you got to go to Canada. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, look, yeah, maybe it's a no then. Uh, yeah, uh, but if we were getting free drugs on top of it, then yeah, I don't want to do that. But uh, no. Uh, and the, the, the great debate Dan and I have always had on this show is what happens then to these cities for the long run? Yeah. What happens to a Seattle? Because you've been to Seattle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens to a Seattle? What happens to a San Francisco and L.A.? Do we just wall them off and it just becomes a Thunderdome for homeless people? <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, for uh, real. Like, because what happens at a certain point where you're <laughs> like, there's no police it, you're not protecting any of it. Um, I mean, it essentially is already that. If you go to Portland, it's empty. If you mm. go to San Francisco, it's empty. There aren't people out in no. the street. It's not prosperous. <clears throat> if you go there right now, it looks like a ghost town because the homeless do run the streets. It's disgusting. It's a biohazard. There's needles everywhere. It's not a place you want to take your children. It's not a place that you feel safe. I mean, we can sit here for probably six hours and just watch videos of tourists in San Francisco who are like, I left my vehicle for two <laughs> minutes and now the windows are smashed in. Yeah, What's right. going on? County spending about two billion with a B a year trying to fight homelessness. Now I'm not sure which side of the fight they're on, based on the result, right? Yeah. Like if if you were a fighter getting paid and you were punching yourself in the face, that seems odd to me. Yeah. Because they don't do shit that that actually works there. Obviously. Well, and I think it's that <laughs> like this issue perfectly encapsulates the absolute state of the government is they want to keep people dependent on them so they can keep profiting and so of course they're going to keep giving people paraphernalia but not any resources mm. to stop the addiction because if these people are addicted to drugs don't want to go get a job want to remain homeless and don't want to benefit off of any of this then the politicians that keep implementing these programs essentially pocket a lot of that money that goes into their programs uh, to help these people and that's why they have to keep them on the street and you know keep increasing those numbers and they never actually fix it yeah you could read san francisco by michael schellenberg for more granular detailed information about what she's talking about it's a it's been coming since around 2005 
Yeah, yeah uh, and it's, it's so odd to me because um, somebody like you who has been to all these cities, you've interviewed these people, you've spent time there. Uh, is there a fix at this point or are we too late as no, a society? No, I think you, you had it. Wall, like build a wall around them and then we'll leave. Uh, we'll, we'll launch books over, right? <laughs> like first principles and things like that. The, the Federalist Papers. Like you guys read this, figure, see if you can figure it out. And uh, we'll check back in in five years. And we'll, we'll have a, a, a thing at the end that there's like a gate where you can answer the questions and see if you're right or wrong. And then we'll let you out of the gate. But in, in all sincerity, in your opinion, is there a way out of this or are we too far gone? So I'm an accelerationist and I think keep destroying the cities. Great. Keep letting people shoot up drugs on the streets because the only way that Americans actually get their head out of their asses and start realizing, uh, you know, who is responsible for these problems or that uh, this type of policy is extremely detrimental is by getting to that point where the city is such a ghost town because it's overrun by drugs, crime and homelessness. And this is just a pattern that I've realized. Like, look at the economy right now, right? Everyone hated Donald Trump so much, but the economy was flourishing under mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Now, Joe Biden got into office. A lot of Americans are feeling the pinch. And it isn't until the average American and the individual is impacted like they are being right now via the inflation rates, via the bad economy, that they actually start paying attention. So if we truly want these issues to be fixed, you just have to keep letting them accelerate to a point of no return. Because, and it's sad to say, but like realistically, I think that is what it's going to take. It's like total destruction. And then people wake up and they snap out of like, okay, maybe I don't want, this happened in San Francisco. Uh, They had to call uh, the fire department because a little baby almost OD'd on fentanyl because he picked up a needle in the grass. Mm. And this was in a very high-end neighborhood. Homes were going for a million dollars in that area. And it's like no place in San Francisco was going to be safe for your kid. Savannah, you've been on podcasts. You know we got some sponsors that put this show on the air. I know it's a shock, but yes, we are actually paid to do this. It's crazy. First and foremost is our title sponsor, Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Half off. 50% off the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. Will this deal ever go away? Probably not. Probably. Will their IT department go away? Yes, they did. They're dead. Um, Rest in peace. So I can confirm that uh, 12 people perished in the IT department for GhostBed. And uh, we're actually going to the funeral on Sunday. It's going to be a, it's in Arlington, Virginia, and it's going to be great. So we're, we're all heading up there for, uh, for them and those guys and, uh, and rest in peace. That's why this deal has been up there this long. But now here's the dark part. You should take advantage of them because they're dead. All right. Just get the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. They're dead. They're not going to know. All right. Take advantage of it. Get the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. The Split King is the most popular option there. You get two remote controls instead of one, but all the fun. All right. Uh, you can go upsy downsy all aroundsies and those things. Got uh, USB ports, flashlights, all of it. Uh, love those goddamn things. Look, I've had it for, I don't know, three and a half, four years now. I love it. Like, you can't go back once you have the adjustable base. It's great. Now, if you have one and you're saying to yourself, hey, man, I just need to get a new mattress. I need 40% off. You can get that with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. 40% off of everything in the entire store. That is sheets. That is mattresses. That is uh, weighted blankets. That is the, uh, well, we got, we got the mattresses for the RVs there. Let's go, friends. 
40% off, pop in the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. You're good to go there. doesn't matter how many items you put in the cart. Plus, when you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program and no interest as long as you have decent credit over there. And all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got KershawKnives.com slash drinking bros. You're going to use code DB20 for 20% off over there at KershawKnives.com slash drinking bros. Kershaw's been making knives in the USA since 1974, back when shit was awesome. Not so much anymore. The 70s, they had it all figured out. All you needed was a pocket knife. You know, you could uh, walk down the road, hitchhike. And if you got in the wrong car, you could just stab them with a knife and you're good to go. Best knives in the business since 74. I got 400 staff over there and their U.S. headquarters and factory. And yes, they are all manufactured in the good old U.S. of A. They're knives, okay? They're designed, they're tested over here, and they're manufactured in the U.S. of A. No matter what someone's budget is, they strive to offer them a value-packed product backed by a limited lifetime warranty uh, from a $20 Walmart special for someone first starting off to a $200 USA made automatic, which is what D'Anthony and I have. Those automatics rock, by the way. Um, excellent gifts. Give them to the kids. Let the kids have them, okay? Uh, they offer free replacement parts like a pocket clip or screws. Those are all for free. All a customer needs to do is fill out a parts request form on their website, and it's all free. Best knives in the biz. If you don't have a Kershaw knife, what are you doing with your life? Use code DB20. For 20% off at KershawKnives.com slash drinking bros. That is DB20 for 20% off at KershawKnives.com slash drinking bros. And orders over $100 ship for free over there. So get on it. Doggone it. Next up, you know them. You love them. The party starts now. Dietsmoke.com. You know it's going to be a good time when you hear that name. Our old friends at Diet Smoke are here to get you through those long summer nights. We're almost through the dog days of this bullshit. You might as well get high uh, and black out and enjoy it. For those of you who are new to THC, let me break it down for you. Diet Smoke crafts their premium THC gummies from 100% American-grown hemp. It's the good stuff. And here's the best part. With a variety that Diet Smoke offers, they got the perfect gummy for everyone out there. So whether you're a first-timer or a seasoned veteran, Diet Smoke has got you covered. Uh, look, if you're getting anything from a 10 milligram, which is what I take every single night, to all the way up to 150 milligrams, they offer it. If you're looking for CBD in it, to so go nine-nine. Or some melatonin. They got gummies for that as well. If you're looking to stay up and rage, they've even got THC gummies with caffeine in them. They got everything across the board over there at dietsmoke.com. And they got the best ingredients in the biz. All their lab results are available right through their QR code, uh, which is on each and every single package. Talk about transparency. Let's go. Also, what, what sets Diet Smoke apart is there a commitment to their customers? Uh, if you don't love your experience, they're going to give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. They got your back. Now, for all of our Drinking Bros listeners out there, all you got to do is go to dietsmoke.com and use the code Bros 
for 15% off of your first purchase. And that's not just for the first purchase, only that offer goes for everyone. Remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Enjoy responsibly and cheers to Diet Smoke. Head on over to dietsmoke.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off over there. Last but not least today, we got HelloFresh. Hello. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DRINKINGBROS50 over there. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash DRINKINGBROS50. You're going to use that code DRINKINGBROS50 for 50% off plus 15% 15% off the next two months. Let's go. Let's go. They're stacking this up for two more months later on down the road. Uh, big fan of these guys. I've had them for years. Uh, four to five meals of my night are, are HelloFresh. Um, here's what it is. You go to the grocery store and you try to buy all the same ingredients you're getting from HelloFresh. Price is going to be about 40% higher because of inflation. Thanks, Joe Biden. Uh, or you can just order fresh ingredients delivered straight to your house and it's cooled. It comes in, uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, ice. It's ice inside the box there, and it's heavy. You get all excited. You open it. It's all fresh veggies, meats. Uh, anything you order is right there. I will say this. So you got to use it within a, the, the week to 10 days, uh, same as you would with any other fresh items from a grocery store. And then they give you a little card with it. And it says, here's the fucking meal to make, and you're good to go. Each meal can be made in about 15 to 20 minutes over there. And uh, best in the biz, man. They have over 40 different recipes and 100 different add-on items to choose from every single week over there. All these meals are like 15 minutes. My wife makes them every night. But you go to the site, pick out the meals you want. They ship them week by week. You can put it on pause if you're going out of town. Also, if you are going out of town, you want them shipped to an Airbnb, they'll do that too. Uh, The new season calls for new meals. And uh, HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners uh, and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle from veggie to family friendly to uh, family friendly to, to fit and wholesome keto, all that stuff. Uh, if you're on it, they have all the options for it. Uh, they've also got some easy breakfasts to make and, uh, and lunches and some fresh snacks as well. Big fan of these guys. Again, I've used them for shit close to four years. Uh, I feel like Ghostbed and HelloFresh have been in my house forever. Uh, since I was born, I feel like right out of the vagina. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code DRINKINGBROS50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Again, that's go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 and use the code DRINKINGBROS50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Hello, Fresh, America's number one meal kit. Right. No matter how rich you are and all that stuff. I'd like to dispute yeah. that a high end neighborhood in San Francisco has homes for only a million dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's my, true. My that's apologies. a, a, a nine hundred square foot one bedroom probably with uh, no AC. And but three, see, and, three and, roommates as well. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is bedroom. a greater issue too, right? Because this is a a moral and cultural problem where it's like 
to get to the point where you actually care, you have to own property. Mm-hmm. You have to have kids. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have kids, then you don't really care if it's that unsafe outside. If you don't own property, you don't really care about high property taxes or the government coming in and saying you're going to be a renter forever. So I think also we have to kind of focus in on that portion of society that is being so distracted by social media and all this other bullshit that's keeping us distracted and like slowly declining us into this Ugh, just nonsense. It's it's a multifaceted issue. It's it's very you know. It is, and lot. you're right. Look, I, I didn't really give a shit about anything until uh, I had a family, your kids, or all yeah, that other exactly. stuff. And like even living in L.A. because it was already shitty at that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool, man. I just won't go here, or I won't go there, <laughs> yeah. or I'll overlook this, or I'll get yeah. you know coffee sent to my house rather than going to mm-hmm. a coffee shop or whatever it was. And I, 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 yeah, I turned a blind eye to it. I was just like, all right, well, fuck, man. It's not really affecting me that much personally. Exactly. But then when I had kids, then you start to care. Mm-hmm. You start to care about your safety and everything else. I mean, shit, the first time I got robbed in LA, um, that was the first time I bought a gun. Yeah. Uh, dead serious. And like before then, never would have thought about it in a million years. And I was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Now somebody could kill me and come into my house and kill me. Now I've got a problem and I need to fucking solve it. Yeah. Um, so until it happens to you and it you know actually affects you, yep. nobody really fucking cares. Which is why I asked if it, this is reversible at this point. Yeah, and you know I think the issue of homelessness is. Uh like that's a key point for me too because I'm only 26 so I still am not even a property owner but I see friends who are property owners and then I listen to the stories of how their property value has declined because of the homelessness and uh, you know again when you're younger uh, what's that phrasing that's like when, if you're a liberal when you're going to be liberal when it's you're younger yeah exactly he and said, then, he said if you're uh, conservative when you're young you have no heart if you're liberal when you're old you have no brain thank yeah. you thank you I completely it. butchered that so thank you for coming mm-hmm. in and saving me but that's exactly it because uh, again it's like as you get older as you get more life experience that's when you start to realize like again how policy actually impacts and maybe this is unpopular but I think like we need to raise the voting age because to 25 I really do because an 18 year old is idiotic I remember being 18 you're still living in your parents home I don't you think don't, I've ever heard that out of somebody's mouth before 25 I think, I think it needs to be 25 because one your brain is fully developed at 25 two you're more mature at that point you potentially own property you potentially have a kid you have a job at that point i'm hoping and you're not living in your parents home so you're at least paying <laughs> bills and paying rent i didn't give a damn about politics until i moved to austin for the first time and uh, homeless people were digging in the trash outside of my home and i was terrified that's when i started to give a damn so i think we need to raise the, raise the voting age i don't think limiting the amount of people voting is going to solve anything frankly you don't think so no especially not like you can join the military at 18. Yeah. So, sorry. Well, what do you think about it? And you're also going to be paying taxes then, and that's going to be unconstitutional. Right. Yeah. I, you'll be stuck in that. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. As the first time I've ever heard of raising the voting age to 25 years old, um, because that's when you can get a rental car. Well, Ramaswamy, so they had it Ramaswamy right. wants to do that too. Does he really? Yeah. Um, or or a, he had a, there's a secondary part where if you can pass a civics test at yeah. 18, you can take. You That's an important You can one. take part in a, in a vote. Everyone yeah. is kind of an idiot in our country. They are, but how do you, how do you correct that too? Uh, I mean, you, 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 there's, no, there's no fucking raising of a, of a voting age that's going to solve that, right? I don't think like, so either. Just, the federal government has to go away. Yeah. And there's only one way to do that is to take back control of local legislatures, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even then, it's all, like all of this tricky. We, we know what's going on. We know shit is bad here. We just don't have a solution for it. Yeah. And even then, rallying around one person, and Dan says this all the time on this show, to try to solve our fucking problems isn't really going to help uh-huh. uh, because it's, there's too 
much going on. There's so many cities that are fucked up that it's like even let's say Trump does get in 2024, right? He's not going to be able to correct San Francisco or L.A. on his own. I or mean, anything remember else. that like, they had 100 days of rioting in Portland under Donald yes. Trump because he couldn't go in there and do anything. You can't it's do like anything. People act like when you're president, you have full power over everything. And I'm like, no, you need <clears throat> to understand the power of senators, governors, of your mayor, because that's, you know, at a state and local level, what is going to be affecting you and impacting you the most. Like, yes, the presidency is important, but we don't have a dictatorship where Trump can just come in and be like, stop doing crime, go to jail. That's not how it works the easiest way to fix your own city uh and and, and again this is another thing that dances all the time is is locally like yeah local politics start there and then branch out after Mm -hmm. that but yeah your mayor your city council uh, your school boards all that stuff actually (laughs) does matter it's not sexy to vote on you don't know most of these people you know when they fuck you over you know exactly same same thing with district's attorney yeah da is important a Um, lot of people overlook da yeah I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big issue that, that we're not paying. And it's why anybody that becomes popular all of a sudden, it immediately starts trying to run for federal politics. I have no respect for that at all. Like Ramaswamy, like he says some shit that makes sense sometimes. He's also got a pretty shady past. Um, being a fucking big pharma IPO guy, of course, he's fleeced people out of a lot of money and shit like that. But I would expect, like, if you, it, that's all ego. That's all that is. It's like, oh, I can, I can fix this. Is I get the fuck out of here, man. Anybody, especially people on the conservative. If it's a liberal person, that makes sense because they're all about centralized authority, right? But somebody that claims to be libertarian or conservative that runs for federal politics right now, get the fuck out of here, man. Like that's nothing. And, You're just doing that to write a book or some bullshit. And everything that's happening in these cities uh, with liberals and all that other shit, like they voted for it and they want, they want it. So. Yeah. When I, if it happened in a in a conservative city, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's fucking shocking. But uh, yeah, I will, we'll move on to this upcoming election, the media and the narratives that are being spit out now. I wanted to ask if you guys are covering this. Um, so right now, with uh, with the oil cuts going on, they're saying that the Saudis are trying to manipulate the American election that's upcoming, and they're doing it for Trump and the gas prices and yeah. everything else. And it was like, hey, if you would have solved the inflation for the last fucking three years. You wouldn't be in this problem you're having right now anyways. They're also saying that uh, Russia's joining in and they want uh, Trump to win as well. Is there any merit to any of this shit or or do you think that they're just setting it up again for what's going to happen in a year and setting the stage and, and planting little stories? Yeah, I think, again, this is a setup for anybody who doesn't understand how energy works or the fact that we can pump our own oil Mm. in the United States of America. Let's not forget that under Donald Trump, and again, I'm not trying to make this all about Trump, but what I am trying to highlight is like we can be energy independent. We don't need to depend on these foreign nations. And so it's hilarious to me when Biden puts our dependence on these foreign nations and then tries to blame them for election interference by saying they're raising the gas prices to make him unpopular because they want Trump in office. Okay, Joe, then go ahead and allow us to pump oil here in the United States. States. Boom, problem solved. But he won't do that. And then the average liberal liberal is just like one just retarded about green energy policy has no idea about anything or how any of that works. So it is very easy to plant these types of narratives. And um, yeah, that's all it is, right? Politics is a big game. I mean, even the entire like indictments of Donald Trump, the four indictments, all of those those aren't I really don't think gonna go anywhere I don't either but what I, I think we had it Trump's is, lawyer on yesterday yeah, yeah it, it's not gonna go anywhere it's a big show it's like WWE the liberals and the media want their headline to say Trump's a criminal they wanted him to have <laughs> his mugshot it's not really gonna do anything and uh, like I said that's why 
I hope that people will understand on an individual level, like how to fix things and how voting can potentially help. But also, I don't even know if I trust the voting system. It's a very complex issue. Like, I don't know. I'm only 26. Don't ask me. I, well, we're, we're going to because you're here, obviously, <laughs> Thanks, Savannah. Man. And we're going to ask you some harder shit now. Oh, damn. Yeah, right. it's going to get worse. Speed round. It's going to get worse here because I'm looking at your Twitter uh, feed right now uh-huh. and your header. Pop, pop it up, Bob, if, if you can here. It's you and Tucker Carlson. It is. It is. We love Tucker on this show. Dan used to be on uh, roughly once a month for a long time before uh, Tucker was let go at Fox. So we're going to pop this pick up here. Um, because I got a real odd question to ask you here coming up. Uh, last night, he posted a teaser on his uh, he did. on his feed. I don't know if you've heard this before. I have not ever heard this story in my life. Uh-huh. I burst out laughing when I saw the teaser for it's, this. It's this is about to come out tonight. Yep. Allegedly, Tucker has interviewed a guy who was paid two hundred and fifty dollars uh-huh. to have gay sex with barack obama that's not a bad rate just I, it's uh, a great rate like if uh, you can get it also not just any guy like he's a crackhead he doesn't have teeth like this is a full crackhead it is you interview cool. crackheads yeah, you've so interviewed I can say drug addicts he's a crackhead did you watch the teaser for this Absolutely. and what was your thoughts to what the fuck is going on and do you even believe somebody like this because when you open your mouth and it looks like uh joe exotic's boyfriend you kind of check the fuck out. And like, yeah, I, I was in bed with my wife last night. We were dying laughing. Uh-huh. And I was like, she goes, bro. She looked over. She's like, what are you laughing at? She, she goes, bro. No lie. Yeah. I mean, she was like, bro, are we going there today? And I'm like, I don't fucking know what's happening. Do you have any insight into this whatsoever about what, what's going to drop tonight? I don't have any insight into it, but my only commentary on it is that I love to see it and I'm happy that Tucker Carlson is doing it. Do I think this story is legit? Mm, Probably not. But to be quite honest with you, if the entire left wing is going to call Donald Trump a racist, white supremacist, Nazi and throw every name in the book and come up with all of these wild, insane conspiracies about us, I'm happy to see the right wing done with the let's turn the other cheek. We're bigger than that and start being like, okay, fine. Donald Trump's a white Nazi supremacist racist then Obama's a gay guy who uh, is sex addicted and had sex with a crackhead I'd like to see it I well know. he was I love I guess smoking crack too which is fun <laughs> pitcher catch yeah yeah what do you think you know what is <sighs> you think it's with, with that guy is it weird so is it weird that I, like when I looked at that guy I thought Obama was pitching with that guy if it was somebody else, like a bigger bear or something like that maybe but that guy it was like well you know I, he was big Mike's law clerk she was his boss during uh, that whole time before he he ran for senator. His first job, okay. no, but way back in the day. Oh, okay. His, his first job, she was a an associate, and he was her law clerk. Clerk, her law clerk. Yeah, sure. Or whatever. Right? Yeah. But see, um, the other thing is, is I did work for Alex Jones for two and a half years, <laughs> and so I did hear all of the like Michelle Obama is a man conspiracy theories. I just want to believe it. I just want to see it. I just want to see. He wants to see the dick, and then we'll then we'll move on with. I I didn't care about the birth certificate of any uh, any of that shit. Uh I just want to see that hog. Did did he tell you? Did Alex tell you? No, I he's just been on the, the show conspiracy. numerous times. We, we were friends with Alex. I saw, so, yeah. I saw the hog. I saw the hog. Yeah, I've just, I've just seen, I've just heard the conspiracies. The all right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you think? Because the first thing I said to my wife was, she was like, "Dude, can you really pay attention to this?" And I go, "You know, looking at it from a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. for this guy to go on Tucker Carlson and tell a lie this big, yeah, he would get sued immediately. I mean, for." everything maybe but it's it would be almost impossible to convict him to be honest because it's hearsay either way 
right? Like it's two first party accounts against one another. But couldn't you file for like defamation? Defamation. You have to yeah. prove that what he's saying is false. It's only defamation or libel or, or uh, uh, any of that if it's false. So you have to prove not only that it's false, but the guy believes it's false, right? So Michelle Obama just has to prove that she's a woman. Well, so, so, but, but with that. Show me the beef. Pro- yeah, Whatever, exactly. dude. Hog or beef. Hong or beef. That's all yeah. we need to see. Hog or beef. Um, that's a new game but show. But going back to. because This here, guy's been saying he fucked Obama since 2008. Don't pretend like you didn't fucking watch From 08? You'd watch it. Why? Well, I, mean, I didn't hear anything about it. I yeah, might. Yeah. I might. I never heard about he this said he, he said he would take a polygraph test. And he Let's did. Do and he, it. he did. Anything. Can you imagine the polygraph test? It just draws a big crack pipe across the fucking paper. Yeah. Oh god, it'd be great. It'd be so fucking good. Because the other oh one gosh. in this defamation, going back to what you said, uh, that E. Jean Carroll was yeah. uh, was oh, yeah. also trending as well. She same thing. She sued for defamation. This was in '93. His was in '99. Mm-hmm. That he's saying he sucked. Uh, they sucked each other's dicks and smoked crack and all this shit. What Savannah? They did. What is reporting right? the news? That's I don't know all what your we're doing, is. dude. Oh is I, I watch the Can news you fucking, and I'm telling you. I know, dude, will, you will you grow let up? Me, let me be grow more up. professional. My Hog or beef? It's on fucking the WB. Yeah, right or whatever that <laughs> exactly. Hog or beef? Hog or beef? Tune in at seven, seven. Tuesday nights. And then boom, they pull up the sheet. Hog or beef? Hog or beef? Oh my god, it's a hog! And everybody in the crowd uh, has a sign. Uh, yeah, they have both signs. Actually, both signs. Just turn yeah. it around if it's hog or beef. Yeah. And then we go. It's full Mori on it. Is it a hog or a beef? And then they pull out the the Manila envelope. It's <laughs> okay. a beef. Okay. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, but the E. Jean Carroll thing was the same way. Where they didn't, she couldn't prove any of that shit happened in a in a jury found him not just the jury but the judge was like yeah yeah he raped her yep. like what you know <laughs> what i think actually to an update on that that j- just came out today um that they also ruled in her favor for defamation and like saying that donald trump defamed her by saying it didn't happen that's what i'm saying yeah. so how is that any different from the guy sucking his dick in the in the crack thing like that's I mean, it, it's what a well, jury what will I convict you. I of. think he should sue. Uh, wait for Obama to deny it, and then sue Obama for defamation for calling him a liar, which is what E. Jean Carroll did. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. And sue Big Mike too, because we want to see that just in discovery. <laughs> like, hey, would you hog. see the hog? system loopholes? Exactly. Hmm. I just want to hear that guy's testimony. You know, with the missing teeth. Oh, it'll be like that interview with that dick from Firefest, the yep. one that was going to suck dick for water. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, something. What's his name? Uh, something King or something, right? God damn it! I, What's that I guy's forget. name? Billy McFarlane was the guy. Wow, well, I forgot He's about that guy. clip. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm like having flashbacks. I was of ready it. to go down there and Andy suck King, his dick. Suck his Andy, Andy King, King yeah. legend, yeah. legend of the <clears> game. But I want to hear this guy's testimony. Yeah, I sucked his dick, and we used to smoke crack all day. It's very ladies' man type of voice this guy has. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch the interview tonight because it's hilarious. You have to for journalistic purposes. Well, and for just pure comedy. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? Pure I comedy. think we should capture the audio from it and then have our guys animate the scene he's painting. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Smoking it. crack and sucking dick. Yeah. That's the thing. Both of them go hand in hand, by the way. <laughs> Did you know that? Smoking crack and... And sucking dick. Mm. Um, that was what they, they got to Charlie Sheen on years and years ago. Uh, they knew... All of his shit back then, uh-huh. and uh, there was a guy. I don't. I, I won't be able to say his name, but uh, worked for one of the bigger companies, porn companies. And I go, "What's the worst celebrity tapes you got?" And everything else. And he goes, "Dude, if I got one more fucking video of Charlie Sheen smoking crack and sucking dudes' dicks with with them in the bed, he was like, we can't show any of it.' Like, oh he goes, "It's gross." Yeah. He goes, "It's not even sexy, so I can't even fucking." Nobody sell this wants shit. to see it. So why didn't they hire a, a better camera guy? 
or a director. It was just a, you know. Charlie's good at taking direction. He's an actor for Christ's sake. It's not, it's not like the 4K <laughs> Hunter Biden pictures and videos. No, because we didn't have that, right? Yeah, and right, even right. in 99 with the white guy in Obama, like you don't have that sweet 4K, whereas now I could put, pick my phone up that's and be so like, true. sweet dude. That's so true. That's a, here's, a, like here's a sweet beach quality. from my gay lover in 4K. Yeah. And I could get shots of it, you know? I could go long lens with it. I could do a lot Does anybody it. have a VHS of Obama in this crackhead? If they do, my God, would it be awesome. But oh would we even believe it? Because, you know, with the laptop and Hunter Biden and all that shit, that's been out for years now. And it's they're true. still saying it's not true. Where they're just like, no, that's, that's all there is. He's got a problem, well, maybe. See, okay, this is the problem with the right wing, is that the left wing, like, let's say that Donald Trump, a crackhead, was coming forward and saying, yeah, me and Donald Trump, uh, you know, did this together. The left wing did would what? hold... Say it. Smoked dick and, and smoked crack there you go. together. Thank you. But not in that okay. order. You've you got to reverse. Well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you don't know. We don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll, wait, we'll go to the VHS. Personal, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm going to have to find a fucking VHS to play this damn thing. But tape. this is the problem, right? Is that the right wing is always like, oh, that's not credible. Like, let's not pay attention to that. There's more important things. The left wing would be running with that for years. It would be a nonstop talking point. And that's why they win. That's why they're effective. And that's why these, like, ridiculous stories consistently stay tied to. And, and that's why, you know, you have people in the left wing to, the, to this day that are like, Donald Trump hates Mexicans. He hates brown people. He hates women because they are really good at marketing these types of lies and again it's created this entire preposterous insane society but also it's like that's the problem the right wing doesn't play to win all right if we were playing to win we would have the freaking obama duck sick dick sucking crack smoking t-shirts today yeah but we don't why well, do i do, do, I do have that, a shirt please that's biden and the eyes a crack pipe yeah mm. uh, so he did have that small Small steps, right? Small steps, baby steps. It doesn't matter how big the steps. It doesn't matter how big the steps you take are, as long as they're in the right direction. I need to go to church. Yeah, that's really. I need to go back to church after this podcast. You don't have to. Uh, You're in it right now. This used to be. This used to be a Pentecostal church. No lie. Oh my god. Swear to God, yeah. That's the only thing that, that exists. We we demoed the whole place, but this is the only thing that exists. Uh, Swear very to God. church vibes. Yeah, yeah what well, is? It. Yeah, this it. was actually where the, the the pulpit was. Oh my god! Yeah, not while the desecration. Was, all the pews went out that way, so you are technically in a church, and you're good to go on that. Um, but to what your your point is about uh, the left controlling all of it, the narrative and everything else. I agree, and I had this. There was this fucking woman at a tailgate thing the other night. Uh, somebody's wife was trying to argue with me about politics. Husband was a big fan of the show. She fucking hated Dan and I. Huge shock, and uh, and she was talking to me. She was like, and I go, look, can we just end this by saying, like, I'll I'll agree with you on this. The Democrats are very solid in all of the shit that they're doing. They're mm-hmm. they're rallying behind this fucking brain dead vegetable guy in office they're loyal loyal and pretending that it's not happening right the media pretending that all of this isn't one-sided everybody's in on it and they're all just like you're having the same fucking diet and the same the food every single day and they're doing it the right is not because if i'm the right Mm -hmm. and i'm in congress or i'm in the articles of impeachment should have been filed all that other shit the same things that happened to trump they should have already done to biden at this point and they haven't and it's broken. And when I hear these fucking interviews on TV, especially after this last uh, arrest down in uh, Georgia for Trump, yep. and you had the fucking uh, lieutenant governor, who I just happened to go to high school with, uh, get on the news and say, we need to move away from Trump and everything that, and the Republican Party has got to win again, and all this bullshit on CNN. It's mm-hmm. like, who? 
Who is it? And it's and, and if they were there, they would exist, and the people would rally around them. Exactly, what we were talking well, about. Well, who's going to do it though? It's not yeah. going to be Kevin McCarthy. No. Yeah. Right. And it's even if it did make it that far, do you think Cocaine Mitch is going to do anything? No. Like he's yeah. he's, he's, had no he's dead as well. Mm-hmm. He's dead as well. So, like, who is it? And there is a certain point where you have to admit that the left is winning. They're sticking with the same narrative. They're yeah. all in the same fucking playbook. Whoever has organized it on that side, and I God, I hate this woman with every fiber of my being, but Pelosi did an excellent job with it and rammed it down everybody's throats yeah. for years and years and years. We don't have that guy, exactly like Dan said. It's not McCarthy. That guy's a fucking mm-hmm. pussy. So who is it? Who is the person that's going to start shoving these things and pushing back unless you have an Elon Musk or somebody who's going to buy a goddamn social media site or out these people? And even yeah. then... You still don't have the media, you know, that that is going to even write the stories or cover it. Like, yeah, because I'm sure people look at you like you're fucking crazy for what you're doing every day. And you're showing actual footage of being on the ground at most of these events. No, I absolutely. I was banned on Twitter for two years because of doing that, because it was, I don't know, hate speech, this and that, whatever. I don't don't know. But it was just footage of what was going on. It was. I was like, wow, look at these crimes. Banned. And so you're completely right. And going back to Trump, not trying to make this all about Trump, but that's kind of what he was, right? Like he was the person that was rallying the base, that would get people excited, that was consistently saying these, uh, like the way that he talked, right? It was crazy. He's he's crazy. He knows how to command attention. And that's why people would rally around him for that. And they still are, yes. Yeah, exactly. And in the GOP or in the Republican Party, like I don't even like the Republican party republicans don't even like the republican party we don't have any unity on our side and uh, you're completely right i think that the right is losing not only culturally but politically as well and the culture side of things is very important because like i talked about if culturally you don't have this cohesive society that has any type of morals or values or just basic understanding of like how society should look then you have this disorderly out of control society like we're living in right now Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, to, to go back to it, the left is, I mean, they're following the playbook and they're doing like nobody's off, bo- like off base there. Whereas yeah. the right, it's they're master it's, marketers. I, they really it are. Is. And they own the media. They own they all own the, the tech. Shit. Yeah. And everything. even if they did steal the election, right? Mm-hmm. They figured it out. And if they're cheating, you need to learn to cheat better. So figure it the fuck out. Uh, maybe Live Golf is the one that tips it, dude. The well, PGA, see, uh, and, and then they, the Saudis want that money, and they're like, "Cool, man, yeah. we'll jack up the oil so Trump can get in there and <laughs> fuck everybody." You want ten dollars a oh, gallon gosh. by next November? Don't we'll do it. Just give us the whole PGA, motherfucker, and like. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't follow sports at all, but that story was so interesting because everybody was trying to be so noble and they were like, oh, we could never play in the Middle East because of the human rights violations. Boom. All it took was the money. That's it. That's it. Blank check. And they were like, great, we can be bought. (laughs) Okay, never mind. I I, I didn't know it was that much money, actually. Right. What time's that tea time? Yeah. What time we teeing off, huh? Oh, good. And everybody's fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're look. You're a fascinating uh, human. Uh, we're glad that you're out here doing what you do every single day thank and you, posting it you. to Twitter and trying to get out some some real media. Trying, uh, trying, trying. We'll see what happens here. Uh, you know, everybody's saying the collapse of Twitter is going to happen any day now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if that's true at all. Um, you know, oh, they've lost sixty percent of advertising. I have no idea, and I don't even know if it matters to Elon Musk. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't think so. You got four hundred twenty-five thousand Twitter followers, so you're doing something right. 
Yeah, you know, it's great because, uh, like you said, I just got my Twitter account back a year ago, and I was at 120K a year ago, and that has since tripled, which I'm really grateful for because, and again, I don't even credit this to my work. I just credit it to the fact that the American people want to see what's going on in the street. So if you go outside and you do that and you allow Americans to voice their opinions, because like another popular series I do is just like going to the hood and asking minorities, hey, what do you think about the gas prices? Mm. And they're like, yeah, Joe (laughs) Biden sucks. We want Trump back. And it's like, I'm not planting these seeds, right? These are just people on the ground saying this. It goes very viral because Americans are like, wait a minute. Okay, so actually everything the mainstream media has been telling us is a lie and the American sentiments on the ground don't actually mirror what we're being told. So I think that there is just a very big popularity for truth for people to actually um, see what's going on on the streets. And uh, yeah, so, you know, shout out to Elon for helping me get my Twitter account back. Yeah. Uh, And have you met people that's have said, yes, I voted for Biden and I love what's going on? A couple, but that's very rare. I have met a lot of people who voted for Biden and his America has kind of uh, jostled them out of this trance that they were in, that the Democratic Party was going to save our country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met a lot of people like that. Uh, there are, but there are still, yeah, Biden supporters who were just like, I don't care about anything that he's done. He loves Hunter. He loves. He's a great father. He loves America. Everything's great, and they'll just tie everything bad that's happening right now back to the previous administration. Well, the weird thing was to, to that that uh, that dude's wife uh, who was chatting with us about it uh, the other nights. I asked her. I go, okay, great. So you you voted for Biden. You're the first person I met. She said yes. Mm-hmm. Voted for Biden to go, are you amped at what's going on? She goes, well, of course not. And she said it in like a bitchy tone like that. And I go, great. Then why did you vote for him? And she goes, anybody but Trump. And I go, so you're willing to live through the grocery bills, the gas prices, everything else, um, just because you, you didn't like the, the orange man bad? And she said, yes. <laughs> and that, that was her answer. And that was the first time I, I've heard it in three years. It's a hot take. Like, it's a hot take. It's weird, like, man. Fuck the country. My I, my feels got hurt. Yes. You understand? Yep. Look at me in my eyes when I say this. My feels, they were hurt, and you did it. Uh, it's so fuck the so country. crazy, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how a child behaves. I've been doing my deep dive into <clears> feminism <throat> and its repercussions uh, decades into, you know, where or, or decades into our culture and where we're at. And I think that's a direct result of it is like very overly emotional women who vote with their feelings being weaponized by the Democrat Party to vote in these specific ways because, yeah, their feelings got hurt. That's not based in logic. It's not based in fact. But women are more emotional, which is why it's easier to manipulate them to vote into people like Joe Biden. Which is why the Democrats are winning, because they set up the narrative to be like that, to get the women to vote like this. And yeah. there's nothing we, we can do unless uh, you fight back. But we'll see. Uh, now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week to? What? Oh, my gosh. This is so unexpected. Do I pick anybody? It's been 1,500 1, episodes. Living or dead. Show. Living or dead. Or not even real, maybe. Just a character on television. Or... Beave or Dong, somebody you, you would have wanted to know about, you know? This is too much pressure. I don't know. Like, are you a Bruce Jenner gal or a Caitlyn Jenner gal? Which one are you? Uh, Bruce Jenner for sure. I know, same here. Yeah, that decathlon yeah. was really tough to win, dude. Yeah, yeah. Really tough to win. But although, uh, who helped although, you out with your career? My dad. There you go. Yeah. There All you right. go. Shout out to dad. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to say Tucker. 
And Tucker. Tucker's great. You know, Tucker Carlson, he I, he actually got me on his show when I was censored. I really appreciated it. He has uplifted a lot of small journalists like myself who were other, would otherwise be unheard. I think he's been at the forefront of talking about issues or even taking the risks like, you know, the Obama story that nobody else would. So I would say Tucker. He's been an inspiration to a lot of people. I know a lot of people hate him. Um, but I think that it's great that he hasn't cared and he's persevered. And that's why he's so popular. Yeah, he rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard he's uh, loading up a media company right now. We'll see. We'll see. We, we all might be on it one day. We'll figure it out. Definitely. Uh, thanks for tuning in, kids. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five star, and you can walk away. Go to Twitter. Follow Savannah with one N, Hernandez, <clears throat> over there for all her hard hitting journalism. You on uh, Instagram when they ban you for that, too? I'm on Instagram at Sav with one N. That's actually my handle. And then, uh, you know, I got to name drop the Post Millennial as well. I write a lot of articles for them. And uh, I report with Turning Point USA too. So if you want to see my on the ground stuff, go to uh, those platforms. And Libby rocked when she was on the show a couple weeks ago. So uh, thank you for being here. Uh, You have standing invites. Anytime you're out in these streets and want to show some footage, you're always welcome here. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in, kids. For Danthony and Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.